0: The miracle worker. You do all things, God. We praise you, God. We give you all the glory, God. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for never leaving us. Thank you for never forsaking us, God. Thank you for being steadfast, God, when we mess up, when we fail, when we fall short, God. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you, God. You are doing miracles, you are making it happen, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give it up for our God. He is so good. Amen. If you would, stay standing for the reading of the word. We're going to read this together as Pastor Landon does. And I know we probably, our feet hurt a little bit more. We got a few extra pounds on us from Thanksgiving, and I'm thankful for it. And we're going to read this together. It says in Acts 4.13, when they saw the courage of Peter and John, and they realized that they were unschooled and ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Let's pray. God, cover this word. Let this word take flight into a thousand hearts. God, I pray that this one seed would go forth, God, because your word never returns void. We thank you, God, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you've been here the past few weeks, you know that Pastor Lynn has been on a series, I'm Not Done. Everyone say, I'm Not Done. I'm not done. And it's been incredible. There's been so much deep revelation and so much truth that he has brought to the surface. And I am so thankful for that and thankful for what this series has done. And you know, the series I'm not done has been so good that it's not done. So we actually have a gift for everybody too. We have these towels Pastor Landon talked about a couple weeks ago that we wanted to get made, and so we have these made for you because he's talked about if you have thrown in the towel on relationships, thrown in the towel on your faith, right, thrown in the towel on church, whatever it is, God is saying, I'm not done with you yet, so we're saying, I'm not done yet, amen, so We have that gift for you. Make sure to grab that on your way out when you leave service today so you can just have that as a reminder in your home, washing your face, washing your hands, just to remember that you're not done, that God's not done with you. He's still making miracles happen every day. We just have to open our eyes to see it. Amen. So I'm excited to get into the word with you. The pastors send their love, Pastor Lynn, and we'll be back on Sunday. So if I say anything wrong or inappropriate, just disregard it. He'll be back on Sunday. (laughs) So it's an honor to get to speak to you. I'm the children's director here at Bridge Church, and I love your kids. (laughs) Bridge kids have my heart forever, and it's so amazing just to get to pour into them. They're going to change the world. They really are. They are going to change the world. So I'm so thankful to do that. And just to get to share the word with you today, we're going to talk all about Peter. And I had God, I felt like God told me, you know, like, I want you to talk about Peter. And I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, just Peter? That's it? And I felt really that that started because a few weeks ago, Pastor Landon talked about elevation. And he talked about how Peter was on the mountain, climbed the mountain. Only three of the disciples got to go, right, to with Jesus, to witness the transfiguration. So he was on the mountain, saw it, and Peter, being Peter, right, he put his foot in his mouth, and he said, Lord, it is so good that I am here. We should build shelters, and we should do this, and he starts talking, and God literally comes, and then they all fall face down, right? You guys remember that from a couple weeks ago, and that was so interesting to me how he talked about Peter, because Peter wasn't perfect. He messed up a lot. He put his foot in his mouth. He constantly made mistakes, said things and did things that he said he'd never do. But Peter didn't give up. And that's what I love about Peter. Even though he messed up, he didn't quit. He was like a boxer that refused to get, that refused to stay down. Amen. He always got back up, always said, I'm not done. I'm going for the finish line. I'm going to come back closer to you, Jesus, because he didn't allow his failures and mistakes to create distance. He allowed them to create intimacy. But when we mess up or we fail, you know, we take a step back. We take a step back from church. We take a step back from our life group. We take a step back from reading our Bibles. Take a step back from praying. And that creates distance from Jesus. But He's saying, instead of distance, I want intimacy with you. I want to be close to you. Allow those mistakes, allow those failures to come closer to me. Amen? Because that's what Peter taught us. And even though he messed up, he drew closer to Jesus. Peter was among some of the men to be called fishers of men, right? Jesus came and said, I will make you fishers of men. And then he saw his mother-in-law healed in his home. Peter walked on water. Peter saw the transfiguration. Jesus told Peter on this rock, I will build my church on Peter. We went to Israel this year and we got to see the place where Peter was told that. And it's amazing, all these huge monumental parts of Peter's life. But then Peter also was the one to rebuke Jesus and was also the one to grow impatient, to be crude, and to just say whatever came to his mind. He was the one to deny even knowing Jesus three times. Because though he was always messing up, and he was incredible at messing up, he was also incredible at getting back up. Amen. Right. he didn't let it keep him down. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about having that intimacy with Jesus and not allowing what happened to you in 2020, what's happened to you in past years, because maybe you feel like you've failed. Maybe you feel like you're failing. I've been there. I've failed, and I know if you're just a small part human that you fail that too, that you've failed or messed up or you're not where you want to be in life. You're not at the part of your timeline that you created. You should be right here, but God has you right here or right here. You're not where you thought you would be, or maybe somebody's failed you. Maybe 2020 has failed you. It wasn't the year we expected, but to know that we can get back up to say, I'm not done, that I'm not quitting, I'm not staying down. Amen? So we're going to go into this story of Peter, and we're going to dive in. So if you've got your notebooks, we're a note-taking church. We are an engaging church. Amen? Amen. I love a good amen. Amen. And we're going to dive into this. And the first and second, Peter, he's a changed man. In the first, first and second Peter, because in the gospels, that's when he's following Jesus, right? But that's, he makes lots of mistakes then. And you can see the difference of him in the gospels versus him when he's writing first and second Peter. And that's where we're pulling the truth from today is though. So we're going to unpack four things, four points that Peter taught us. And I'm an Enneagram 3, if anybody knows the Enneagram. I love personality tests. I was a psychology major at NAU. I graduated with my degree from there. And I love personality tests, so I love a good to-do list, like a good checklist, right? You get to check it off, even if it's just like do your laundry or make the bed, even simple things. It's the best feeling to take that off. And I love a good sermon with four points, a take-home and all of that. So we're going to do that today. We'll try to do it anyways, right? So the first point is security. Security. Find your security in the Lord. Because in the beginning of Peter's story in the Gospels, he found his security and his affirmation in people. He was constantly seeking approval. He found his value in the attention that people gave to him. And we do that same thing. We find our security in our job, in our relationships, and who you're dating, who you're married to, what your last name is, what your bank account is. We find our security in that when Jesus is saying, you need to find your security in me. You need to find your identity and who you are is in me and being a son and daughter of the most high God. And in 1 Peter, he says that. He says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. My security is found in being a royal priesthood, a chosen nation, not in what I make or what I do or what I check off of that to-do list, but my identity is found in being a son and daughter of God. And I love that first verse we read. It says Peter was uneducated, but had been with the Lord. And I want that to be my life. At the end of my life, when they come to it, they say, Man, she did that, she did that, whatever, it was great. But she knew Jesus. He knew Jesus. Paul knew Jesus. Amen. Mark knew Jesus. And that's what our life should should be like. That we're aiming after and they're going after. And the second point, the second point is suffering, which is not a fun one, right? (laughs) Suffering because peter tells us that suffering and opposition come with the territory and leaders have to recognize that when you're wanting to take new territory for your family wanting to take new territory for your finances for your career when those when you step into new territory you better expect that opposition to come because the devil doesn't want it the devil doesn't want you to be blessed doesn't want you to have bigger influence amen But you have to expect the suffering opposition to come. And he shows us in the Gospels, old Peter, right? Peter wanted the kingdom of God to come now. And without suffering, he wanted Jesus to overthrow the human government. He wanted him to establish his own government. He wanted all of that. But then in 1 Peter, he's so different he's transformed he tells us and writes about our heavenly hope the kingdom of god which will come after suffering of the saints and at this time peter had gone through a lot of opposition he experienced a lot of suffering he knew what it meant to be rebuked to be beaten arrested imprisoned and mocked but he's showing us that even though life's not going to be perfect and we know that Can I get an amen? Amen. Life will not be perfect. Trouble's going to come our way, but we have a perfect God. And he is above and beyond anything else. Any trial you may face, any suffering you may face, any mountain that's against you right now, God is greater than it. He is greater than it. In James, he says, count it all joy when you come against trials and i'm not there yet just so you know, <laughs> to count it all joy i don't know if you're there yet but when i get a beast scene or when anything happens i'm not like this is amazing i'm so glad or when my uncle passed my uncle passed in december and that i didn't count it all joy at the time whatever loss you're experiencing whatever you're going through it's not easy to count it all joy but that's what we're aiming after that's what we're striving after Because God is greater. Amen? He's bigger. He is bigger than anything we can face. And Peter shows us that our weaknesses and struggles actually shine God's glory. When my uncle passed in December, we have had so many family reconciliations. So many people come to Christ because of that. It has truly been such a God thing. And God used that, just like that psalm we sang. We believe the words that we're singing, amen, that he will turn it for his good. He will turn anything for his good. And his glory is shown even through our weaknesses. God is saying, I actually chose you less for your strengths than for your weaknesses. Because that's where he comes through. That's where his glory is shown. The third point is Character. Third point is character. Have character in the midst of low morales. Peter strongly advocated for living out of character. He knew what it was like to live out of impulse and emotion and just saying the first thing that came to his mind. And I know what it's like to live out of fear for many years, to live out of anxiety. I'm sure that you can relate to that, to live out of emotion. But Peter wants us to live a life of character. In 2 Peter chapter 1, he lists the ingredients that leaders must possess to live a godly life. And I won't name them all, but among them are goodness, self-control, perseverance. And in Bridge Kids right now, we're finishing a series called An Attitude of Gratitude. And we're talking about having a good attitude, not a bad attitude, but an attitude of gratefulness every day. And living and walking in that. And it sounds so simple, but what's your attitude been lately? How's your attitude been at work? How's your attitude been at home? How's your attitude been around your kids? How has your attitude been lately? Because God is calling us to live a life of gratefulness and to live a life of godly character. And God doesn't want us to walk into those low environments, into those low morale environments, and just camouflage, right? Or just be like everybody else. And take on what they're feeling. But he wants us to walk in with confidence. Saying I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a chosen nation. And to change the environment. To not camouflage. But to truly change the environment. With your character. With how you present yourself. The spirit of God that is living inside of you. To change environments. The last point is number four, and that is faith. Have faith in the midst of fear. Have faith in the midst of fear. Peter faced fear with faith. He didn't get it perfect, right? He messed up, and if you may know the story of Peter walking on water, and he was walking to Jesus, and then he started looking at everything around him, started looking at the waves crashing in, and the dark skies, and the fear, and he started to sink. He started to fall and be surrounded by the fear and the doubt, and he started to sink. And at one point in my life, about four years ago, I was so overwhelmed by everything that was going on in my life. I don't at this point even remember what it was, but it was like relationships and school and my job and family and everything was just crashing in, it felt like. And I kept saying and speaking over myself, I feel like I'm drowning, I feel like I'm drowning. And I said it so many times, I started to physically feel it. I would feel like some days I was suffocating or I couldn't breathe or I couldn't walk. And I finally said it to God. I had said it to everybody else, but I turned to God and I said, God, I feel like I'm drowning. And He said, Allie, look down. And I looked at my feet and the water wasn't even above my ankles. It was so shallow. And he said, Allie, you're not drowning. I have you in my hand. I'm right here with you. You're not drowning. Just look around you, amen. And I imagine that same situation with Peter in the water with the boat far off and he's with Jesus. And he says, Jesus, I'm drowning. I'm drowning. The water's coming in. I can't stand anymore. And he says, finally takes his hand. And then he says, no, Peter you're actually walking on the water. You're not sinking, but you're walking on the water. And it's such a beautiful picture because they had to get to the boat somehow. So I imagine that they walked together to the boat and Jesus didn't just leave him, didn't just let him drown or let him swim to the boat. But he said let's do this together even though you messed up even though you failed even though you tried to take a step back i'm pulling you closer i'm pulling you deeper into relationship with me because god wants that intimacy and I know it's easy to feel like we've failed, we messed up, whatever has happened this year. But as we go into 2020, know that God is walking with you, that he's facing whatever you're going through, the unknown of your future, the unknown of your relationships, the unknown. God is walking through that with you. And to live a life of faith and character, just like Peter taught us, and to expect suffering and to consider it pure joy, And start with the little things. The little things will be pure joy, Then the bigger things will have more joy. If you would stand with me, we're going to pray to close. So glad that you are here today. And I just want to encourage you. I pray that you leave these doors. You leave so encouraged, knowing that even though Peter messed up, God still used him. He wasn't perfect. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect but God will still use us. God will use you to make a change in this city. God will use you to make a change in this nation, in your families, in your environment. God is amazing and he will use us despite our flaws. If we allow the mistakes and failures to create intimacy. Let's pray. God, I thank you for these people. God, I thank you, God. I pray a covering, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would bless them, God, that they would walk out of here with more confidence than they've ever felt before, God, more peace than they have ever had before, knowing that whatever has happened this year, that you will use it for your good. You will turn it for good, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, and you are so good, God. We give you all the glory, all the worship in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So good to be with you this Sunday morning. Make sure you come to prayer Tuesday and the Christmas party on Wednesday. We're going to speak this declaration together. Believe it over yourself. Believe it for your family, your children, and let's pray together. I am a bridge builder. This is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I am blessed to live my best because I am a branch. We are so glad that you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision today, whether that be dedicating your life to Christ for the first time or rededicating your life to Christ, email us at info at wearebridge.church and let us know you made that spiritual decision. Also, if you are joining our Bridge Church online family for the very first time, we have a special gift for you. Email us at info at wearebridge.church to share some information so we can get that gift out to you. We're so happy that you joined us today, and we can't wait to see you soon. Make sure to stay connected, because we are so much better together.